wasn't out there. Um, he's just get pucks deep, you know, play the corners hard, see if good things will happen for him. I love that video. We are here. Episode one, season one, episode one, however you want to do it. Welcome to Just Dishing It, everybody. We've been working on this. We're so excited to get this finally launched. I am joined by John Tudor, John Tudes Tudor, and Derek Hoskin. Boys, what's going on? We're here. Episode one. Who's excited? Yeah. <laughs> finally here. We've been talking about it for months. Been working on it. Finally here. I'm excited to get going with you boys. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, it's been quite the opportunity, and it's been fun to produce this and practice and we're ready to get the show on the road absolutely i'm excited to you know see where it goes and what we can do with it and everything it's going to be a lot of fun man and we have great conversations on here and we're going to continue to do so obviously bringing news regarding just dish and you know skate skins um i'm just i'm really excited it's so it's almost kind of surreal we're really rolling here I'm stoked. Um, yeah. So really, I mean, what we, what we're thinking here, like we just want this show to be a great way. Another way to just supplement all the awesome shit that goes on with just dishing. Right. I mean, like we're going to have great conversations and everything, but you know, we love this brand. We love the followers. We love the fans. Like, email us questions or, you know, I mean, we can answer them on the show throughout different episodes. We're going to talk some fashion, some news, some pop culture, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, obviously sports and everything, you know, being a hockey streetwear brand, right. That's going to be a big focus and just again, great conversations. I, I don't know. I'm just so excited, man. We're finally in it here. Um, yeah. Uh, let's jump right in though, boys. We got, Coming off an incredible week, um, you know, Maddie, Nick, Derek, David, Coda Customs. Like, I mean, the, you know, just the initiative and all that's happened with these Air Jordan skates, man. It's just been so crazy to see, like, it's really starting to get the noise that, you know, creativity going on, you know, with, you know, the hockey streetwear side, the skate skins, like, well-deserved buzz in my opinion like it's so awesome to see it popping like it is i know derek's been on been able to be on step for a lot of those shoots over there and all that like i mean just what are your boys thoughts on it because it had me buzzing all week dude i i think it's so cool i mean opening up instagram all week twitter and, and seeing those Air Jordan skates pop up just everywhere. Um, I mean, I had friends of mine that live in other states, you know, DMing me that video on Instagram and uh, and on Twitter and texting me being like, holy shit, what's going on here? And it, it's just created a ton of buzz, a lot of good conversation. And uh, I think just some some awareness, right, for the brand, for for what the whole goal here is trying to do. It's to not to copy basketball culture or sneaker culture in a way it's, it's appreciating it, 
but it's really just to encourage more creativity in hockey and, and more sense of individuality and style, bring some flair into the game. And, and hopefully it doesn't stop with these Jordan skates or the Dior skates that uh, had come out before, but you know, it's going to continue with skate skins. It's going to continue with, um, you know, Justition as a brand and and everyone showing their own personal style and, and bringing something to the table. So it's been awesome to see it. And Derek, I know you've been really involved with these shoots and the videos. I mean, how cool is it for you to see, uh, see all this stuff blowing up that, um, you know, you're seeing the work finally paying off, right? Yeah. I mean, we've been at it. We've had a really good successful like marketing campaign over on TikTok, you know, of all platforms, but, um, yeah, it's been it works, really baby. awesome. Yeah, it, it works. It really does. Um, but it's for any small business, seriously, it really does. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, got that notification that it was, you know, I had a friend's mom, honestly, tagged me on Facebook on, you know, bar stool. She tagged me and Nick and she was like, I knew this was your guys work right away. And like, lo and behold, right wow. there, you know, it's my first two, sh you know, the first two shots of the video are, are, you know, stuff that I filmed, you know, it's pretty, it's just cool. It was on Sportsnet, you know, uh, you know, being talked about, not the footage, but at least the, the skates and it's, it's getting out, you know, it's pretty surreal to see it. It's finally, but like, you know, like you said, Benny, you know, it's just in, in due time, you know, we, we kept on the grind of it and eventually, this is the one that blew up. I mean, shout out to Coda. He's definitely not getting enough appreciation out of it, but you know, can't do it without him. But that was a huge, uh, huge thing. I had friends reaching out, you know, that was like, this is so cool kind of thing. And, uh, people want to see more. I think honestly, I had a friend say like, all right, do coastal Carol, you know, do the, not the coastal Carolina, <laughs> do the Carolina blues next, you know? Um, right. so I, I think people want to see it, sick. but you know, definitely like you said tutor um it's just helping the it's creating awareness to like the brands uh overall end game is to you know change the way that hockey fashion and you know hockey apparel is looked at in the outside world so i think this was a great you know first step to it uh there's definitely plenty more where that came from so it's just it's it's awesome to see shout out to nick and ben and uh Matt for uh, crushing it on that one as well. It was uh, quite the uh, quite the week, that's for sure. Fucking man, <laughs> you know, Maddie, like just you know, known him so long, and just I mean, obviously, we're gonna have him on coming up here, um, future episodes, just to really let him have the floor and dive into it more. But man, like it's funny because I remember. I have it in my head still. The it, it was like in a notebook drawn with like a pencil of like an ice skate with the with that shoe basically, like just a sketch he made. Like it's it's stuck in my brain and just like that's the surreal part to me to just be witness to you know that idea to now where you know the design and just the idea is you know with Coda's help, right. Getting put together, getting put out there and it's getting it and it, outside of the hockey community even too, right. Like we're getting the big recognition with your, you know, Christopher Stieg, shout out to him, you know, the little segment he did with the sports net and everything like, um, hype beast, hype beast, like it, 
you know, you get that stuff within hockey, right? But then you get the stuff where it's outside, you know, the barstool page, like we all follow that. We all see their, their posts every day. And it's just, it's so cool, man. It's so well-deserved. You know, the boys have just been hammering it and it's, it's good to get, you know, it's not everything, right. The recognition, but it's more about the awareness. Like we've been saying, it's just so awesome. It's, and it makes you hungry for more and to keep going. And that's, what's awesome about it really. And I mean, <laughs> you go on and on for days about it. Right. But it's just been so cool, man. So proud I of the guys for what they've been, we, just what's been going on. It's awesome. Cool, I think the coolest part about it, honestly, is like, we've been just kind of like pushing out these videos just like one by one. And like, we've been seeing some good traction and it like, shooting the video was like you know we didn't think like, like we were like okay this one will probably do pretty good but like definitely did not like see where like that was going to end up going from it um which is really cool i mean nick crushed that edit and it's just like but it's just been consistency really like we just been putting out those same style videos and that one finally hit and that's pretty much all it is it's the that grind of just until something sticks kind of thing so we'll have to see how it goes and where it goes from here yeah it's always great too with those videos. You know, you see the boys out there getting a rip in the skates too. You see Maddie out there shelfing one, Nick out there doing his dangles. You'll love it. Doing it in style too. It's just just how things go here, man. Makes makes the um, player just look that much better too. I mean, those are just they're, oh yeah. I mean, honestly, them? I, you miss them? <laughs> I wish I was good enough to wear those skates in beer league, but I mean, we all, we all know my place, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not the guy that's going to be wheeling around there in the Jordan skates, but, uh, you know, I, I love seeing the guys that can't. It's okay. Yeah. Tudor. Honestly, reading from the comments, you probably don't want to be that guy in the beer league, in the beer league, rocking those. You might get your head taken off. Oh my God, oh, dude. The comments are <laughs> insane. It's so, it's so funny it, because it's like, we got to break so, that stigma though. I mean, it's, it's cool. Cause we're in that time that it's like breaking, right? Like, yeah, it's, and, and, and it's I coming. think it's easy. It's easy for people to hate on something in a comment section or an online post and just and going for like the hot that. take. But well, yeah, I mean, they're going for the hot take, whatever, and, and follow and suit all that stuff. But at the end of the day, like, that's how stuff has to change, right? You've got it. You can't be afraid to go against the grain. You can't be afraid to try something new. I mean, and that's kind of what justition is all about, right? It's, it's finding new and creative ways to do things. It's bringing people together with, you know, kind of a new and a shared vision. And, you know, you're not trying to be like everybody else. And, and that's the beauty this whole thing and, and some people get that and some people don't so yeah and eventually i guarantee you a lot of those people in the comments they're gonna be the they're gonna be hopping on order and skate skins so yeah for sure is what it is right i mean it, it's like it's just that it further goes on you know we've talked about it before you know in our you know practice sessions like guys like it, it it'll take some time but you know guys like austin matthews who are on the forefront of like you know that fashion and changing the uh the stigma of how you know hockey views fashion you know it's going to take some yeah. time but 
you know, until all of those guys are like Austin Matthews. But, you know, he's setting an example for the new generation of players, you know, to come in terms of like that style, including in the, into the game, which I think the game has plenty of room for. So, yeah. Yeah. There, you see, you've seen the stuff with like, um, I don't know, have you guys seen like where Gary V talked about it with hockey and everything? Have you ever seen that clip? Honestly, I don't think I have. I haven't. It was pretty interesting. I don't remember exactly where I saw it. Um, it was probably some page reposted it. Uh, but the the point is, it's he like he he basically emphasized of like how you know the marketing of like its players in the NHL has really what's hindered the progress. And again, that just really touches back as to like obviously justition and skate skins, right? Like trying to fix that like change that because so, you know for like the, how, how amazing is it as a game of hockey like you know it's tough you know growing up not the easiest to play like it's expensive right but the, it's a beautiful game man like life there's lessons so and all that there's so much it's just so much fun and there's so much creativity within the game itself let's show that with just the aesthetic of it too, with the equipment, because there's so many options, gloves, yeah, helmets, sticks, skates, obviously. Right. And right. yeah. And you are starting to see, you're really starting to see the beginning. Like, look at the Vegas golden Knights buckets. Like think what you want about those, you know, we got That's Notre Dame fans around, as, right? Flashy it, as all hell. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome though. Like it, I, mean, I don't know. It's, it's what I was going to say to build build off of that. I mean, I was, you pretty pretty much nailed my point right there. Was uh, there's so much style in the game of the way that it's played, and each player has their own style. So, like, why wouldn't you take advantage of that and make that a forefront of the NHL? You know, like let your players have that you know creativity off the ice as well, and even on the ice with what they're allowed to customize and that type of stuff. Hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Um, you know, I mean, we're gonna have a lot of this. It's gonna be a a pretty much a staple. You know, especially at a running you know, topic. Have, yeah, running topic, and you know, gonna have. We plan to have more weeks, like you know, going forward, like like this past week was. You know, awesome to see, man. Say it again. And just so proud of the boys for the work you guys have been putting in. It's it, it's so awesome. And just continuously fuels that fire and keeps pushing the envelope like we want to do. But, um, yeah, really getting into it here. I mean, uh, I, I'm a Sabres fan. I want to go there. But we're going to check in with just the NHL in general. I mean, I we got a Pens fan in with us, too. I mean – News is, I think it was today or last night, maybe with Crosby going on the COVID list. Like yep. part and of the game can... this year, it is what it is. But I mean, what are your thoughts, too? Is how have, you, how have your boys been rolling? Like, what do you think? And you know, we're gonna start with them because you know they're just playing solid hockey compared to our yeah. other team in this. I mean, I was right I was legitimately afraid to text you guys last night there in those games because we were flipping back and forth between both of them. And, um, yeah, but I guess we'll start with the pen. I mean, Crosby uh, 
Crosby did get added to the COVID list. He didn't play yesterday. Um, you know, no, no details really I've seen beyond that. Um, they did put a nice little smackdown on the Flyers, 5-2. to two. Always good to see. But, yeah, overall, Pens have been playing well. Goaltending's been stepping up a little bit here with, uh, you know, defense uh, hasn't looked the best on the back end. They're, they're jumping up into the rush a bit, but leaving their goalies out, and goalies are coming up big. So they're, they're looking fine. They're going to have some more work to do to, to continue to push into those playoff spots. It's a tight race there um, in, in the East Division, so – We'll see what happens, but they're playing good hockey. They're playing some fun hockey. It's good to watch fast pace back and forth. Um, but what I really wanted to get to today um, no is boy. last night. Um, so go to walk into the room, watch the game. Um, just hanging out with the girlfriend's family, and uh, her dad goes to turn the game on. So we walk out there, and he goes, oh, damn. I look over. He turns the game on 30 seconds into the game. They're already down one nothing. All right, here we go. Here we go. You know, Sabres fight back a little bit. Reinhardt answers, right, one-to-one. Um, but just not a, not a whole lot uh, going on with that team. Carter Hutton looks like he can't see the puck. Um, so that, that's always an issue, but really what I wanted to get to, and we can circle back to that. Cause I'm sure you guys have your feelings about that. Um, but yeah. how yeah, about, how about Dylan cousins, the kid dropping bombs in his first NHL fight, right? Oh yeah. I mean, he, he, would you call him one and oh, like I thought he was going down at one oh, point yeah. about halfway through that fight. And then he just gets right back at it and just starts pumping. And it, it was good to see. I thought it would have fired the boys up a little bit. And, um, you know, unfortunately I think they only registered five shots on that after that, but again, you know, I'll leave yep. that conversation to you guys. Uh, but I mean, what, what's going through your heads right now is, is Sabres fans, you know, 20 games into the season. Not much. <laughs> the, the radio silence is, I think it's. There it is. Deafening. That sums it up right there. It's deafening. And for episode one, two, I wish it was different. That's what really stinks because, I mean, you have the Bills and what an amazing ride that was this year, right? But, hey, Derek, you grew up here. How amazing is it growing up in this city when the hockey team is just rolling? Like, oh, I mean, it's electric. I mean, just me and my, like it. my friends and I have been talking in our group message, like just going back and forth about, you know, how bad this season has been going. And someone brought up the fact of like, we haven't been able to go to a bar legally or even party in the plaza and enjoy a playoff hockey game. Like at all. And mind you, I'm 26 years old. I'm 26 years old. We have not been able to enjoy a legal beer at either a game party in the plaza or just at a bar just for the playoffs with the, you know, it's embarrassing. That's, that's awful. Yeah. And it's, it just seems like they've already packed it in. And I, you know, you you don't like 32 games left. (laughs) 
Yeah, and I know it's been a weird year, but like, I, there's just so many ways you can go, and just how perplexing it is, and it's just because because we care. Like they're they're my number one. That's my favorite sport, and they're my favorite sports franchise. And just year after year, and coach after coach, it seems like they just. Like, I don't know what their style is. Like, I don't know what their play style is. It just doesn't fit. Like, everything is just out of sync. And there is no play It's hard style. to, it's, it is just, yeah, it's just hard to watch. It looks like they're playing not to lose. And it just seems like they're just, they've packed, packed it in. Like, yeah. and, and it's, what more evident do you need? Your rookie, as Toot said, your rookie who's supposed to be an offensive forward. He's a forward, and or he just like he's the workhorse from Whitehorse, as they call him, right? But that doesn't apply to him throwing the fist. Last I checked, and just to see that was cool, but it's just like with what transpired, it's just like all right, you, just, you still only got five shots on goal in the third period, down by one. What I mean that that it's, to me is the alarming thing about watching this team, right? Is like we all know, you know, sometimes in hockey you got to do something different. Somebody's got to lay a big hit. Somebody's got to get into a fight. Somebody's got to break through and just get a good bounce to score a goal to get guys fired up. But I mean, you see it right with this team where first period they go down one nothing early. Reinhardt comes back, kind of. Catches one just enough off his blade uh, coming across the crease there where he can uh, score to make it 1-1. Nice play. You think that's going to get guys fired up a little bit. Like, okay, we came out flat. Now we're ready to play. Nothing. And Cousins gets into a fight, and you're thinking, okay, like this kid is 19 years old. He's not a guy that you're thinking is going to drop the gloves, but he's doing something to try to give his team a spark. Nothing. It's like that's that's the alarming part, right? It's not losing games because every team's going to go on a losing streak at some point. It is what it is. It's obviously early in a, a season, but it's a shortened season, so every game matters more. The alarming thing is these guys aren't responding to a damn thing. Skinner gets benched your $9 million man for three games, healthy scratch. He comes back, gets a couple shots on that. You know, I I just I I don't understand what what's going on with that team because it's just like you I said they're it looks like they've just given up and and that's a tough look especially this early on in a year when you've still got you know two thirds of the season left to play. Yeah, yeah, couldn't it's, have said it much better. I really didn't have um, on my bingo card last night uh, Dylan Cousins fighting, and that was alarming to me. Um, And the fact that it takes a rookie to get into a fight to possibly be your spark instead of, like, the guys that are on the top line who should be lighting the lamp, like, night after night, you know, like the fact that you, that it boils down to like the 19 year old fighting is your spark. Like that kid should not have to, I mean, granted he makes his own decisions, but like 
if we're boiling that down as to the spark to change it up, the fact that it's on a 19 year old kid's shoulders to create that spark, that's alarming as well. You know, like there's no, like we have so many experienced guys and so many guys that have been in this league that are just not doing anything. And the fact that a 19 year old came in and absolutely just laid some haymakers into that guy. And you would think that that was the spark to like, all right, we have to win this game after that. And then you just fall flat on your back and just five shots afterwards. I mean, that's, that's that's embarrassing. That's the thing too, is everyone's got differing opinions on if they like fighting in the league and stuff like that. And, and that's not a, that's not the point here. That's a conversation for another time. But when when you have that kid willing to step up in that situation, when that's not really what's expected of him, you know, hats yeah. off, hats off to him first of all, because that kid gives a shit. He's out there playing his playing his ass off and doing whatever he can do. And and I like watching him skate out there. You know, he looks like he's trying to, you know, make, he's trying to make plays, and everyone tries to make plays, right? I don't think anyone goes out there on the ice and is just like. Nah, like I'm not trying to score a goal, but what the difference is too with some of those guys, like like an Eichel, you know, like a Skinner, those those high paid superstar type players, your Taylor Halls. Now, it's the body language too, right? Like like the part where it seems like there's no fight left is. You know, a couple of years ago when Jack Eichel's going out there and, and he's buzzing and he's playing hard and the team's losing and he's skating down the ice and snapping his stick in two over the post, you know, you know, you can make fun of a guy and be like, oh, like he's whining, like whatever. Personally, personally, I love, I love that shit. Because that yeah. shows that shows you right that this guy is laying it all out there, and he and he genuinely cares, and he's hurting that the team isn't playing well, right? He's invested. Body language right now is not showing anybody that these guys are invested. It's just they go out there and they lose, and it's just like you know, skate back to the bench, whatever. I'm gonna go home. Like, um, I, I, I don't have know. A, I have a clip pulled up. Um, that is a good soundbite for everyone, you know, for the people that are can't watch with us and are just listening. But um, so this was from the other side of MSG. Um, this was oh, yeah. the other side. This is a quite the clip. Um, it's interesting to hear um, from the other side of the broadcast on the same network. Um, you know, it, it, this would be something if it was coming out of like NBC. You know, like totally. Uh, Totally understandable, but like this is literally the other side of MSG where the Sabres are being broadcasted. And one second, let me roll this. Oh, we got no sound. We have no sound? Damn it. No sound. All right. So. That won't work. <laughs> Either way. Either way. I mean, that was it. Was basically the clip of the Rangers broadcast just, just really saying some a lot of the same things we're all seeing. It looks like they've quit. It looks like there's no fight in them. That was kind of the big takeaways from that. Um, I did see that clip, and it is alarming. It's 
that it's getting noticed like it is. And it's just, it's sad really at the end of the day because of, you know, the, the passion the city has for its sabers and hockey and, <laughs> you know, the, the expectation and how awesome it was with the bills again, what a great run. And it's just like, ah, oh, maybe the sabers are turning a corner, signing a Taylor hall and he, he, Dylan cousins, like, you know, another good draft pick that looked amazing in the world juniors. And then it just, the just kind of, it's fizzling away. And, you know, I mean, I hope they turn it around, but like we've been saying, I mean, there's nothing to indicate that it's going to, but for me too, it's also hard to just not watch the games at all. I don't I, Do you feel, are you feeling that at all, Derek, or are you just kind of packed in for the most part? Um, I just have like, like I want to watch it, but like, it's just really hard to watch it. Um, yeah. I have been watching, but like, I'm just like, I was saying it yesterday to a friend. It's like, it just genuinely turns me off from like all sorts of hockey. Like if the Sabres are doing good, I'm genuinely interested in like all around the league and everything. And like, what's going on? Like who's, yeah. our, comp- who's our competition? You know, like what teams are good? Like who's scoring night after night when they're not, I honestly have like very little interest in, you know, I'm still keeping up here and there, but like, I'm not like, like it, hockey's not my main concern. You know, like I just, it, it's not like, honestly, when the Sabres were good, I was like, okay, when do they play next? Like, I need more, like feed me more. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I want to know. And now it's just like, oh, the Sabres play tonight. Okay, cool. Like, I don't even look forward anymore to like what, like, oh, they play next. They play on Tuesday. Like, great. Uh, cool. I'll, I'll be there. And it's like, okay, here's Tuesday rolls around. Oh, the Sabres are playing tonight. Okay. I'll probably just watch it, you know? Like there's just no, there's no anticipation anymore. It's just, it's, it's killed. It's killed it. It's killed all the fun. And it's just like, it just keeps happening year after year, you know? And like, they give us a glimmer of hope, go on a 10 game win streak and then, you know, end up bottoming out, you know, it's just, it's, it's a broken broken record. It is. And part of me is like, last thing I'll say is like kind of what Derek, you were just saying. It's like, the broken record thing and it's year after year it feels like we're almost like conditioned to it yeah and like, like when's the, it gonna, like when is it going to happen yeah it's not a like matter of that, like like you heard that that clip of darcy regeer from 2013 the other day right when, i did not honestly you, uh, it's, i can't remember where i heard it but it was him talking about like um, you know, just like the state of the team, I think it was back in 2013 and just like they had tried to keep like that, you know, the 06, 07 core together and it just wasn't working. Um, I believe it was said that that was the year of like the Ryan Suter and Zach Parise free agent situation. And the Sabres were in on those players, but the player didn't want to go to the Sabres. And it was like him just kind of discussing the conflicting thing of, well, I can't build in free agency to win now. Might as well tear it down. And that was 2013, and we're still here. We've yeah. had two two top two draft picks in those in that you know since then. Yeah, and I think though that's a and hearing that from a former GM too. I mean, people 
I mean, a lot of people don't like Regeer from his time as a GM here, but I think that that kind of statement's indicative of Buffalo. And I know the Bills have started to get out of that a little bit, um, you know, now that they're good, but it's not the most desirable place to play. Like, you know, if you're if you're a big name free agent, like we like Buffalo, right? Like we all live here. You know, Derek specifically grew up here. You know, we've come to love the city, love the community. But like, if I'm playing, if I'm playing a game for how many million dollars a year, and I get to pick, you know, Miami, San Diego, or Buffalo, like, you know, yeah, that's, that's, it could be a tough sell, uh, yeah. especially if the team isn't already a contender. Um, and right. that's, and that's part of, I think the issue now too, is like, I mean, obviously Taylor Hall came here this year and that was a big signing. So, you know, who knows what the, the overall issue is, you know, behind the scenes or whatever. But I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like they're. Yeah. But the unfortunate thing about now Taylor Hall signing here is great. We got the big name guy. Now he's having one of the worst right years of his career. And that's just yeah. further selling like. Don't go to the Sabers. This is where dreams go to die. Like I mean, literally. <laughs> but I mean, I it's I I don't know. I mean, you guys know my thoughts on that too. Is I think it's part of it. It's it trickles down from the top, right? And I think the the ownership with the Sabers has been very hands on and decision making, and it hasn't gone well. Um, yeah. You know, and I mean, let's look at. Let's look at sports owners in general, right? Like, ask Jerry Jones how hands-on um, ownership uh, works out for you. Pretty much perpetually seven and nine or eight and eight, not making the playoffs. Like, I, yeah, I don't Jerry know. I Jones mean, is a good point. To me, but then to there's me, stuff where it's like Mark Cuban. Yeah, but but Cuban is Cuban's hands off in a lot of ways, right? So like he's that's a good point. He's, he's just hands more he's hands on in the sense that he's at the facility a lot for their game. He's at every game. He's sitting, you know, amongst people a lot of times. He's always at their facility. He hangs out with the team, stuff like that. But he's not dictating the decisions for players and personnel and things like that right if you're an owner yeah i mean and and he enjoys it right like the mavericks like those are that's his toy like he has fun with it um and obviously makes money on it but like that's that's his fun thing but if you're an owner i mean my perspective on it is like you know sign the checks pay the bills sit in your box and you've got a hell of a lot better chance to raise the trophy at the end of the year and go to that parade with your team. If you're hiring people that know what the hell they're doing in that sport and just letting them do their job. I'm pretty right? sure Mark, Mark Cuban has straight up said that like owning the, the Mavericks is not a profitable business. Like I'm pretty sure like yeah. he is straight up said it's like he does it for the fact of like helping out Dallas and stuff like that. And then like, like giving them a team, you know, and for the yeah. fan base, he does it for that. And also for the players too, you know, like he knows that, like, I mean, like granted, they to own a sports franchise, like your only sole income is not right. a sports franchise, obviously. Right. So, you know, it, but to get to that understand that level of understanding that like you have to invest a ton of money in to even see a return 
aka a championship because championship drives sales mm-hmm. like the quicker you realize that the quicker you're going to get your roi your and return you, on investment basically you got to spend money to make money but you know some but owners in are franchises, a bit... it's a lot like a right. lot <laughs> and, but some owners are a little bit more worried about the lifestyle and i'll drop the mic at that <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting to think about. It's hard to even get your head around where it's like in a league as popular and you would think profitable as the NBA for Mark Cuban to say something like that. It just is it's kind of like a like a oh kind of floors you almost. I'm sure it's not a for like right, but it's not what's well, not profitable loss, but... to a billionaire. It's yes. you know, that's it's like take that with a grain of salt, obviously. But it's still interesting to think about and how it's different in a league like the NHL. And, you know, you see it just all the other examples to just kind of round this off of just like the different ways to build. And I think you could argue the way the Sabres have tried to do it just to tie this off. Like I said, is like your best chance, I think, you know, it is to get the best players and, draft the best have the best chance to draft the best players and how do you do that you get early you get the high picks and we've done that and it still hasn't worked and that's just where it's just like again the air kind of goes out of yeah on it you're just like i think another thing worth noting too is like especially for the nhl um the fact that guaranteed contract guaranteed contracts definitely plays a huge factor in rebuilding a franchise for sure especially like Mm -hmm. when we've been stuck in this for so long like everything just keeps accumulating behind the scenes yeah it doesn't actively hit your cap or whatever but like your owner is still feeling that pain from 2013 you know like when you started this you know rebuild process so it definitely you know like a guy like the Sabres are still paying like Christian Erhoff you know like a guy who hasn't touched the ice for like five six years already yeah there's a throwback yeah, and you pay him a million dollars almost every single year. Like, yeah. So, like, I think that's another thing that people don't keep in mind is, like, getting out of that purgatory is, like, for how long that you've been in it, the more the, like, dead cap that you accumulate in firings and letting go of players and stuff, the more you just dig yourself into a hole of now you can't go out and go get those players because, like, yeah, your cap might be good, but, like, what's the financial situation behind the scenes? Like, that's stuff you don't see as a fan. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's tough too with organizations because you see it with some organizations where they go through periods of being really bad and they've got to reset their cap situation. They're in trouble while they're bad, but they might've had a championship or two before that. And the reason they're in a bad spot now is because they had a bunch of guys with only one or two years left on their window and they sold out to win now. And if that and if that works, I think most fans and most teams would say it's worth it. But yeah. the problem is when you do stuff like that and then it doesn't work and you don't win, and then you have to rebuild again, but you're feeling that squeeze, you don't have yeah, you don't have anything to to lean back on and say, you know what, like this kind of sucks, but but I'm okay with it for a couple of years because you know they had a good run and they did what they had to do. Yeah, it's like, and the tough part is that like 
the Sabres have been on the outside looking in. It's not like we've always been dead last. It's like we just can't crack the playoffs. So it's like it's either you suck and be on the bottom end and like do a full-blown rebuild and hope that rebuild works, but like we have just been stuck in the like on the outside looking in bubble, and I think that is what is setting us so much farther back. It's like if you just sucked straight up and got those you know high draft picks – but then you keep rolling over contracts, GMs, coaches, yada, yada, you know, like it starts accumulating behind the scenes. It's tough. So I, I, it's something that we definitely don't see normally as fans. And like, I'm sure it probably affects the decision-making, you know, in the front office for sure. But it's, it's tough. And I think that purgatory of on the outside looking in is definitely setting us farther back than just being absolutely dead last. Yeah, there's definitely a valid argument, I would say. I almost feel bad, and I kind of want to shift away from the Sabres because I can just hear it in your guys' voices as we're talking about this. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we need to uh, yeah. go. <laughs> I, already, I already got the next thing because I saw this, and it was friggin' awesome because I have a soft spot for the Wild for their love on the skate skins. But have you guys been paying attention to this? Um, their rookie that they got there, um, Krill. Krill. Yeah. Krill. Kaprizov, did you guys see mm-hmm. the shirt that they did for him? Dollar, <laughs> no, <laughs> Dollar Bill Krill. They're calling this guy. It's on That's their incredible. Twitter, and Matt Matt Dumba's rocking one. I believe this is. Yeah, it looks like it's Matt Dumba. Let's see if I can pull it up. I for mean, the, uh, for the, the people that can see it, it is. Yeah, I mean, see. obviously, we love a quality shirt and merch. I mean, it's just. It's beautiful. And this is plays into what we started the episode with, like just the, you know, the, we know because we were around the game, play the game, like how much fun hockey players are and just like the culture in it. And again, like we said in the beginning to show it off more, you know, in other ways that more people can attach to like we all can't be in the locker room and hear the inside jokes and all that. And just the goofing and the pranks, but you know, you can see stuff like, like just the, you know, Derek can pull up the shirt. It's just, it's great. How far it's back awesome. is it Benny? Oh, I don't even know. It's, I just saw Come it. On, Benny. If you're bringing it, you gotta be ready to go. <laughs> oh, do you want me to send the link here? No, you're good. Most people can't even see it. I'll see because when I go to the link, it snaps all the way back. I see what happened with Derek. Uh, try sending way. it. You can send the link in this uh, this private chat, and I can pull it up here. Yeah, I did, but it's oh, it snaps on, back. Yeah, yeah, it still does it even when you do the. Oh, here we go. I had to do the picture. Now we're rolling. Uh, I can't. The, the chat's not working here. All right. Oh, no. There we go. Learning curves here. Sharing the content within the show. Yeah, no, this sure it is well worth it. It's so great. I suggest anybody listening to look it up on the on the Twitter, too. I'm sure if you just Google it. It'll pop up. It's a great shirt. Just look at how much. There she is. <laughs> this is the mullet look, Jeez. the sunglasses. That's gold. That's just a quality merch item right there. 
I mean, and yeah, for, the, for the Viking, I mean, for the uh, Vikings, ah, same city for the wild to be pushing that. That's pretty awesome. Honestly. Yeah. They're great on the social media. And again, we got the soft spot for, <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> for the love with the, uh, the skate skins and everything on TikTok. So yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. I came across that. It's pretty funny, but, um, I guess to kind of finish up here, one other thing that I thought was interesting, um, you know, for this week's episode, the stuff with the draft, I saw Darren Drager bring some stuff up. Um, you know, this is on an uh, article on NBCSports.com. Uh, quoting Darren Drager, he says, quote, I will say this, there's no guarantee that the NHL is going to host the 2021 draft in July. And goes on to continue with a separate quote here. There's a lot of talk across the National Hockey League about the draft being pushed from 2021 this summer to 2022 the summer of 2022 and the nhl hosting back-to-back drafts like what 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 so that right, yeah they right. they're talking about doing where the oh because there's an expansion the year olds no the 18 year olds that would get drafted this year will get drafted next year and then they would also have next year's draft class drafted in the same year, like right after that to basically yeah. back it up one year is what they're talking about. But there's uh, an expansion yeah. draft as well too. Right. Yeah. There'd right. be a lot going on, but this is, this is specifically a rookie draft. Okay. Um, and obviously with the COVID protocols and everything and a yeah. lot of junior hockey not being played, it's just, it's tough and it's just, adds to it's just crazy like to even think about so they're saying that there might not even be a rookie class coming in to start the season this up well when we get back to normal in october yes correct because there's technically going to be two seasons this year to get us back on track yeah Mm -hmm. and it's just tough where it's like you feel for those kids and everything you know chasing the dream and all that um, having to wait and just, I don't know. It's just, it was just interesting to see. It's crazy to even think that that could be a possibility, but in a way it makes sense. Right. I mean, and I think it helps a lot of those kids too, though, more than anything, like, right. Like I, I get that there's a couple kids that might come into the league at 18 years old and, and make an NHL roster, but that's what, you know, three guys in, in a given draft, like maybe the majority of those kids are going to go back and spend another year with their junior organization or a college team or something like that. And then come back into the league where now if they have an extra year, I mean, one, they're not going to miss out on if some, if some kid was, you know, kind of on the bubble and getting drafted or not, and then didn't get to play this year. Now they're still going to get the show you know, scouts and teams, what they can do, put that film down and, and show them. So I, I don't know. I feel like overall it's going to be better for those kids given the circumstances. Yeah, you certainly hope so. Um, that's all you can, I mean, that's all you can really hope for. It's just been a weird year and it was just kind of interesting to even like compartmentalize that and like how no that draft. would go down yeah. and everything. Yeah, exactly. And of course, it's looking like we're going to be right near the top. And just, uh, yeah, awesome. I'd have to wait. <laughs> not going to get back into can that. We, can we stack? Can we stack 
two like top picks. Like yeah, does stack that work? Up, like <laughs> stack them up like two or three. We'll redeem table. them. We'll just redeem oh, them. Geez. You know, a little bit later, at a later yeah. time. Yeah. Hey, dudes, I saw your. Did you see your boy Zegris there? Almost his first oh, NHL my. goal. How wild! Oh that my god, he almost did the. Uh, he almost Michigan one in there. I mean, the stones on this kid. I mean, yeah. first, first of all, um, you know, first NHL game. He takes his. He takes his rookie hot lap out on the ice by himself with no bucket. Flow just, just trailing him in the wind. Beautiful. He knew uh, it was going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like that's the shit you dream of as a kid. Like skating around an NHL warm up without a helmet on. Are you kidding me? Like what a what a move. And then to come in in like the, his second game, he gets put in a shootout and he scores a goal. Look at he looks like he was bored out there. He just skates in and picks the top corner, skates back to the bench like nothing happened. Like that's just this kid's nineteen years old. That is rock star shit. Like, like it was a tra- like it was a training camp. Like, oh my god, it was, dude! This kid, like we talk about style in hockey. Trevor Zegers is gonna run the show for the next fifteen years because you got guys like Austin Matthews and Trevor Zegers is gonna be right there. I mean, like he might be the coolest guy in the NHL, and he's nineteen. And he's played like five games. Like. Yeah. Now he just needs the numbers to back it up, basically. Yeah, Andy, yeah, Andy's a gold that. medalist with the the U.S. World Junior Team. Suck on them, Canada. Um, but <laughs> I mean, jeez, like I, this kid, this kid's living the dream right now. You you love to see it. Absolutely. Oh, boys, it's been a fun episode one. I've really enjoyed it. I'm so excited to see where this goes, see what we can do, having more and more people listen, chime in, and you know, get some interviews eventually here. I it's it's a pleasure joining you boys. Thanks for doing this. I'm excited to see where it goes, like I said. And until next week, thanks everybody for joining us. See, see you later. See you. Peace.